All right. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello. What do we say every week? We're back. We're back. (laughs) It's like our intro. It's like our go-to intro. No, literally. (laughs) Um, So it's been, I guess, a little bit over over a week. A week and a half. A week and, yes, a week and a half. Last time we recorded was on Friday the 18th. So Mm -hmm. it's now Tuesday the 29th. So a lot has happened. A lot has gone down in the past what we just said 11 days (laughs) 11 days um so first of course is that we've had two new seasons two new episodes of the bachelorette i was thinking about there have been two new episodes of the bachelorette but there's also a new season of too hot to handle Mm -hmm. another excellent dating reality show on netflix um i actually want to talk about it this week um it's so good, everyone. If you watched it last year, you know what it is. I recommend watching it again. It's better this year than it was last year, I think. Really? But for those who don't know, the plot of Too to Hot to Handle is that you have sexy singles, as they call them, sizzling sexy singles <laughs> who are on an island, I guess, or like a villa, um, if they were on Love Island. And they're the premise is that they're like really like sexy, horny people. And then they're told they can't have sex or like touch each other or like make out in order to win money. And they're just so stunningly bad at it. It's hilarious. Like they're losing thousands of dollars just to like make out with a stranger. Um, And I just can't relate in any way, shape or form. And I think that's what makes it so entertaining. (laughs) So I would definitely recommend anyone looking for some trashy TV over and watch season two of too hot to handle it's a good one also love island is coming back soon yes love island's back on monday right monday the fifth okay yeah that makes sense um is it the american one or the british one i think it's the british one. Oh, even better the british one is so good yeah i feel like the american one's like you know yeah but i i just like the accents the accents like are a huge part of it for me my name's Sarah. I'm from Essex. My okay. dad was a pro football player and I'm here just to find someone. I'm 18. <laughs> like literally they're like so young on that show. But anyway, so there's been two new episodes of The Bachelorette. So yeah. let's dive in. So when this is two episodes, but it's actually only one week because we did the second week's rose ceremony at the beginning of last week's episode. And then last week's episode was only a one-on-one date and a group date. And then we had one, a single one-on-one date for this yesterday's episode. Yes. No, we didn't have any one-on-one date yesterday. Oh, no, we had one single group date, which is the second group date from the week before. Yes. Plus a rose ceremony. That was literally it, which thinking back is like half the content there's normally is in an episode. But I guess I read somewhere, I heard that they wrapped up filming a week early. So like maybe... I'm thinking maybe they did. And to keep the season the same amount of time that it usually is, mm-hmm. they like just extended this week. That makes sense. Um, so the first group date last week was this like therapy circle. Yeah. Nick Fial, the yeah, Nick Fial is royalty. He's on a contract and he's got to get his bread. Um, so he's every season it. he finds a way to show up. So Nick Vial was there and he was like, just tell us like your red flags. Like what about you is a red flag? And all the guys were like getting deep. There was tears. Hunter is so weird. 
I don't know. I don't like him at all. The credit, I, I we'll talk about Hunter in a few minutes because I will give Hunter credit for something later in the episode. Um, but yeah, Hunter had a whole thing. He kind of like started talking and we were like, Hunter, like you didn't need to share that, but it was, it was nice what he shared. Yeah. It was about his divorce. Yeah. He got divorced because he wanted to provide for his family more than he like spent time with them. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, Connor B admitted to Pat, cheating. Pat Connor. Oh my That's God. Pat Connor admitted to cheating and the lead up to it. He, it sounded like he was going to confess a crime. I really thought that he had like killed someone. He was driving. Be, yeah. And then I murdered her. Yes. And I was going to be like, um, but he didn't. And no. then Katie shared her story of, um, sexual assault which i thought was like really awesome mm-hmm. to see obviously kaylin did that on on Colton's yes, season yes. um but katie is just not that i'm i'm so happy um that kaylin right. did as well but katie's delivery was just really profound and i think it's great to see it from a lead as well and not just yes and she said she hadn't anticipated sharing that with them she just decided since they were so vulnerable she thought she would open up with them which is nice yes and then thomas okay mm-hmm. okay this is my hot take Mm. I actually am not against what Thomas said. I think that his every other guy was thinking all about exactly like it's all about delivery. That was his problem. If he had said, "I came on this show looking for a platform," like which he did, which he did say, but then he kept going. <laughs> if he had said that and been like, "But I was taken aback by how much I liked Katie," and now I feel like I'm. I'm finding my right reasons or something. Right, right. But no, it was like a flex or something. I don't know. He was like, I went on a date a week before the show started. And I didn't think that I, I didn't come here for you. I really thought I was going to come here for a platform. And all the other men were like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, at first I was like, okay, admit like it's, it's totally valid to admit that you came on it for a platform because to not, it would be a lie for any of the guys to be like, no, no, I actually came on it to meet Katie. Like you didn't even know who Katie was before you applied to be on it. Like there's no way you could have come for Katie. But it kept going. He like, yeah, he didn't know when to stop. Yeah. It was his attempt to then backtrack that got him in trouble. And then yes. his ridiculous attempt to ex- explain himself to Katie. That was like very strange. And he wasn't saying anything. And she was like, what are the red flags? And he like, didn't answer the question. She was like, okay, but you didn't answer my question. Yes. And then he was like, fear and love are opposite sides of the same thing. And I was like, I don't even think that's true. I just feel like you're making things up. I don't know. It was just so, all very much of a muchness. <laughs> but then later in the episode, so that all happens. We'll get, we'll get back to the one-on-one that happened, but let's finish. Let's do all of Thomas, I guess, for last week. So at the end of the episode, all the men get together and they're like, Thomas admitted that he wanted to be the bachelor. Like that was on his mind coming into this. And I was kind of like, that's on every single one of your minds. Like, let's be real. But Thomas, Thomas didn't admit that he wanted to be the bachelor. He said that he had thought about the possibility. Yes. But when you go on the bachelorette, you're agreeing to think about the possibility of being the bachelor. Now here's where I will give Hunter credit. All these men were talking behind Thomas's back the whole time like that whole last week, then they come into the room. Like Thomas walks into the room with all the men. Cause the producers were definitely like, come sit down and like have a chat with Thomas. We'll bring him in. And they're all like sitting there like, yeah, we have to address, we have to address the situation. Thomas walks in the room goes silent. I was like, <laughs> men, men, we have to. And Hunter is the only one 
who is confronting Thomas about the situation. I was like, okay, Hunter. And he wasn't being mean. He was like, I just have a question. Was it ever on your mind that you could be the bachelor? And Thomas did dip that, he dipped around that question about four times before actually giving an answer. So that is what I would give Hunter credit for. He, he, he did take the lead on that. My favorite expression is it's always the cover up, never the crime. Like the, it was not about Thomas saying he was there for the wrong reasons. It was how he, he tried to yeah <laughs> play that off but then so then you get into this next episode what did you think of the fight or the argument I guess more specifically between Trey and Andrew about whether or not they should tell Katie about Thomas? I understood from Andrew's perspective the the contestant who goes to the lead with issues about another person in the house never goes far yeah <laughs> And Andrew, I mean, it seemed Andrew was like, that's how this show works. I was kind of like, Andrew has probably seen this before, maybe. But I also think he was like, what did he say? He was like, you're you're saying that this guy is a problem. So you're like making a bigger problem out of it. Yeah. Andrew's objection was like to taking up more of Katie's time right. and more of their time with talking about because they just spent all of last episode talking about Carl. Mm-hmm. who They really they spent a lot of energy on Carl. And I just he wasn't going to win anyways. So it's like also he was right. He as was right. <laughs> I don't think he knew he was going to be right. No. I think that was as much of a surprise to him as it was to anyone else. But um, I, it's still funny that he ended up being right. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of with Andrew in that one because I was like, he's kind of right. Like, I don't know if I was Katie, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so over the drama. Like, please leave me alone. But then I guess she was really appreciative that Trey had informed her and he got the group day row. So, yeah, that was good. and then. I felt like Andrew wouldn't let it go. Like they, he kept harping on like how they shouldn't have told her and like it was wasting time and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then I was like, yeah, all right, Andrew, like it's, it's done. Like we need to move on. Cause I did, I understood Andrew made his point, but then he kept making his point and it was like, okay, now you're doing exactly what you said we yeah. should be doing, which is like harping on it. <laughs> Hands down, funniest moment of the episode. Thomas goes to Katie's room, tells Katie, like he like, I don't think my funny moment's going to be what you think it's going to be. Uh-oh. He tells Katie all about like how he saw her or blah, blah, blah. And then he gets back and he was like, guys, like he said, he's talking to guys. He's like, I went to see Katie. Like I didn't want to waste your time. Like, so I decided to do it before the rose ceremony. And then Christian goes, bro, it's midnight. No, he said it's midnight, brother. It's midnight, brother. <laughs> it was like, that is so funny. And how often in that show, do they actually acknowledge what time it is? They almost never do. So I was like, no. wow, they do the rose ceremonies and stuff at night because they're overtired. They get emotion out of these men, yeah, especially yeah. when they're, yeah, like. It's so funny. I thought it was so funny. And then the second funniest moment, but wasn't even funny, was when, I guess, I don't even know if it was funny, when, or if it was just cool. Like, I don't know, when Katie called Thomas up and then like stepped backward and like sent him away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like kind of weird, but like I kind of dug it. But yeah. she sent home freaking Christian. She did. Um, He's so cute. <laughs> he was cute. Everyone on TikTok this morning was like, "Rip my Boston man!" Like he was. I we will see him in paradise. He'll be somewhere. Oh yeah, there's no um, way he's not on a variety of other Bachelor yeah. spinoffs. My other favorite moment had to be when Andrew S is sitting there after Thomas comes in the room at the end of last night's episode, and he was like this is why I told you guys not to do this. Like it took up more of our time. Thomas got more of her time. Like, you know, 
all she's saying oh, yeah. and then all the people are all the other guys are like what did you want him to do blah 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 and Aaron says something to Andrew S and Andrew goes he's still here and Aaron goes hey hey don't yell at me <laughs> <laughs> Aaron is so annoying and I can't wait for him to go home he's he really like very he reminds me of a 17 year old boy I heard someone on a bachelor podcast say Aaron is the kind of guy who isn't actually aggressive, but his dad always wanted him to have a bit more like chutzpah in him. And so like, he just tried, he like brings it out just because he's like, I want to make dad proud. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. Okay. I mean, I think that's a fair assessment, but yeah, I just, I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, and then the other important thing from this week slash weeks of The Bachelorette is Michael A's one-on-one, <gasps> which was awesome. This man. Every, I think that every week I see her and Greg less. Like I, I, I understand, I see them as a couple less. You know? I don't agree, but go on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm weirdly anti, I'm not anti Greg as a person, but I just don't think that he's the He's he is very Colton in Becca's season for me. Like, looks like the right choice, but by sort of later in the season, you're like, no, because like I think when Colton was sent to home in Becca's season, we could have all agreed like it was time. And I feel like we're all gonna have that same like we love Greg, and then he's gonna get sent home at like best time. I am currently in a state of Greg Grippo Stan. So I will not be taking any negative comments about him at this time. I like Greg. It's not about who Greg I know, I know. You're thinking logically and I'm choosing not to at this moment in time. I know what you're saying. I would love if Michael A won and they just walked off into the sunset and like they just seem like a couple who wouldn't then be all over Bachelor Nation constantly. They would just sort of like go do them. So I listened to Michael A on the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast with Catherine Lowe and Becca Kufrin. And he plugged, he runs a, so he said last week, his wife um, passed away from breast cancer in 2019. And so he now runs a nonprofit for her called the L4 project. And it's basically providing resources for like people with cancer and it like funds research and stuff. And it has like clothing and stuff you can buy um, that some, he, he was explaining one thing there were like pediatric he went to a pediatric hospital, like cancer hospital, I guess a year or so ago. And the kids drew clothes that they wanted to make. And then a designer turned their drawings into actual items of clothing. And I haven't looked on the website, but I think that that's the kind of stuff you can buy on there. Um, and it all gets donated and everything. So I'm going to also plug the L4 project.com because we love Michael a, and he's as Catherine Lowe said on bachelor happy hour to him, she goes, Michael, during your one-on-one date, you separated the men from the boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Mm-hmm. It is so true. Yeah, it's weird because I think usually at this time in the season, you have more people that you see as frontrunners. But other than Greg and Michael, like there's not really anyone that stands out to me. Other than like people I think are fun. Like I like think Justin Glaze is fun oh, to watch. Wow. And he's from Baltimore and like he's funny and like I like him. But, like, I don't, he doesn't stand out to me as like a front runner for Katie. You know, and I feel like usually by now there's like four or five people you can be like, yeah, I think you'll be the top four. But other than Greg and Michael, I'm like, I don't even know which of these people she even likes. Right. I think Connor B. Oh, right. I just forget him because I think he's, I don't know. I really, I really, really, really think Connor B, Cat Connor is going to have a jealousy problem. And I'm just going to keep saying it every week 
when we do this podcast so that when I'm right, everyone knows that I've always said that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I could see it. What do you think of the truth or dare date? The truth or dare date. I, I just think those dates are always funny. Um, I know that they do app, they do absolutely nothing for progressing a relationship, but I think they're funny to watch. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I'm ready for them to get back to traveling. Truly. Um, but you know, um, I feel like after what three seasons of being in like COVID, like making things up, the bat- the producers are running out of ideas. Like we need to. This we is the go. second Bachelorette season with a truth or dare date in it. Yeah, which is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So moving on. Wait, you didn't Bachelorette. We have one more thing. Blake oh, M. from Blake M's arrival. Blake I totally forgot that happened. What do you think? I didn't watch Tasha's season because I, I was busy that time. <laughs> at that period of time in my life. Um, Blake, so from an objective person who okay. didn't watch Tasha's That's season, true, true. I don't know who Blake is perspective. I liked him, but I was watching with my cousin who really didn't like him on Becca's se- or on Claire's season, Claire Tasha's season. And I do think do you really know Katie well enough to be like, I'm so in love with you. I have to be here. I'm kind of like a little skeptical about that. Same thing could be said for Nick Vialvo, who got runner up on Caitlin Bristow season and showed up late. Oh, he did. I didn't know yeah. he showed up late. Interesting. He on, yeah. He's pulling a, he's, he's literally, he came. Yeah. He's actually doing the exact same thing. Nick Vialvo came in week four to Caitlin oh, Bristow. Yeah, Cause he was on Andy, Andy Dorn season. Well, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I was just, I saw the parallels. Yeah, that's valid. Okay, now we can move on. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing that happened this week on Sunday were the BET Awards, which I did not have a chance to watch. We were watching the Olympic trials. Yes. (laughs) Olympic trials. (laughs) However, there were two things that went down. First, Little Nas X looked super cool. Mm -hmm. And his, like, it sort of reminded me of, like, French louis the 14th era yes. clothing thing with the big skirt but he also as we know little nas x is gay on stage during his performance little nas x is a black gay man kissed another black man which is like crazy like yeah. i don't know if i've i don't think i've ever seen no. two black men kissing on tv or movies or like ever like i literally cannot think of any other example um you don't see gay black men very often yeah. it's not like you see gay men kissing very often you really don't see black gay men kissing and you don't even see black men who are gay very often so like that was like yeah. iconic and i think he is so cool and every time little ass x little ness x does something new i'm equally sort of yeah um surprised and grateful for what he does because he and also he, does i'm sorry yeah go ahead i was gonna say he also does it like and he doesn't make a big deal not like he does it and he's like it's not a big deal like i'm literally just i'm mm-hmm. expressing myself as any other artist would like <laughs> yeah and then the other thing is that cardi b announced another pregnancy during her performance with migos so that's she has culture with offset and this is also with offset yes 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 so they were on they're very on again off again but we're on <laughs> we're on and we're, we're having a little baby so that's cool because i really love cardi b um mm-hmm. And that's, I think she's fun and I think she's really hilarious. And I hope that we get some good content from her pregnancy. I love her. (laughs) 
The other news of the sort of this week is the new, the third, or the third video from Olivia Rodrigo's album, Sour, which is prom themed and it comes out tonight and it's the song Brutal. Oh, did I read that wrong? I thought that it was like a, a movie of the album. I'm pretty sure it's just a music video. I see. For the song Brutal. I think it's like, they're putting it out like it's a film kind of thing, but I really think it's only actually the length of the song Brutal. Okay. Um, I love They're not Brutal. calling it a music. Yeah, I like Brutal too. I just think they're just not calling it a music. It's more like, it's kind of got the same vibes, obviously on a very different scale, but to like the Lemonade visual album, it's almost like doing that in reverse. Like it's an album, but here's like a visual to go along with it that tells a story. That's my understanding of it. Obviously I haven't seen it since it doesn't come out for another 10 hours yeah but maybe i'm wrong maybe it's a it's longer than just a music video um, did you I'm see excited. that courtney love uh wrote something about olivia rodrigo and said that the album cover she's doing for this music video or this video or whatever was ripping off her album cover from the 90s no i didn't see yeah. that that's crazy yeah well did olivia rodrigo respond well she Courtney Love posted something about it on Instagram and like it is a prom album like or it's a prom cover it's a prom picture that like Courtney Love had on her album and Olivia Rodrigo was like oh yes my muse like I love it haha then Courtney Love went to Facebook and she was like I expect royalties like she needs to send me flowers for this and people were like Courtney you can't gatekeep prom photos like that's used in a lot of media visuals (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) kind of weird it's like there's a line between like, like it's the point is a visual similarity, but it's not, that's not illegal or sort of, right. I just think that doesn't, you're right. Like it doesn't, you're right. You can't like gatekeep yeah. posing in a prom, prom dress, you know? Well, it's the same thing with people being like, this song sounds like Paramore. This song sounds like Taylor Swift. And it's like, that was the point of the album was for yeah, these exactly. songs to sample those songs and represent songs she grew up listening to. Like we didn't yeah. dig deep enough. <laughs> yeah. Like um, I, and it's sort of not a, like we've known that Olivia Rodrigo's album here that she was doing is the point of it was to do like things that honor her idols from growing up. Like what, mm-hmm. that was literally the point. So like, I don't know why we keep being surprised. Like you said about like similarities, Paramore, similarities, Courtney Love. Like she literally said, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> she like literally said that. Um, I'm looking at the Courtney Love thing. Oh yeah, there was. I because I didn't. I can't like. I don't know the like picture off the top of my head. And like, yeah, it obviously is a parallel, but it's also like, don't we parallel things all the time? You know. Yeah. Like that's how art is created. It's just versions of the same thing. No, exactly. (laughs) And like callbacks too. You know. Yeah. Uh, that's funny and that'll be interesting to see how that pans out especially because Olivia Rodrigo is so much more relevant than Courtney Love you know like I barely know who Courtney Love is you know I feel like she could slap me in the face and I wouldn't really be able to associate who she was so I I don't know sometimes with things like that I'm I wonder if it's sort of like a an attempt to be relevant by sort of finding a place where you can insert yourself for like stars that are no longer I agree as big 
similar to recently Courtney Love, you know, the new Hulu show that's with Lily James and Sebastian Stan playing Pamela Anderson and Tommy, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, Courtney Love came out. She was, first of all, Pamela Anderson hasn't spoke on the show. And Courtney Love came out and was like, this show is disrespectful to my best friend. She made this huge statement. And I was like, uh, she didn't say anything about it. So I don't know if you need yeah. to. <laughs> I wonder if Courtney's trying to get back into the, the public collective eye. consciousness. Yeah, um, she's trying to get on with the stars or something. Like, literally, <laughs> she's trying to be just relevant enough to get some invites on some shows. The celebrity dating game or something. That's what I was, I was thinking that. The new Which story. is really like, I don't know, very strange vibes from that. My dad saw a promo for it the other day and was kind of distraught. He was like, why are all these people in a room together? Why, do, why are these people together? <laughs> He was like, Zoe Deschanel, Michael like Bolton, like, who's Hannah Brown? I was like, she's a bachelorette. He was like, why is she with them? <laughs> no, literally. And then she, it was just very strange because she had a long-term boyfriend. But it was before. filmed a while ago, I guess. Yeah. It's awkward. I'm surprised they didn't have, make her, like, hide a boyfriend or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. go. The next important information to study. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The next study guide topic is Nick Cannon, which is very funny because I don't think I ever thought I would say that. No. But a recently a tweet went viral explaining that Nick Cannon is now the father or about to be the father of seven, having had four kids in six months with three different women. So he had twins a couple months ago. Like last week, he had another child with another woman. And then he has one more on the way with a third woman. That's crazy. It is. Like, we need to wrap it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Nick, hon, we gotta get some birth control. <laughs> I just, I don't understand what are, like, A, what even is the, like, probability of that occurring? Right. You know? <laughs> like, is he arranging it so that when he sleeps with these women they get like they're purposely like out of time in their cycle where it's gonna work or like was it just really really unlucky slash lucky I don't however you see it like was it a coincidence they all ended up pregnant like I don't understand how were none of the three of them on birth control did he (laughs) not want them to like was he trying to have three more children by three different women like I'm very I don't know I don't understand the logistics of how it happened not even like him having three different women that he slept with in like over the course of a couple of months. Like, okay, I understand that. But how all of them were unprotected slash didn't have birth control or did and it didn't work. Right. Like the, And that all of them had pregnancies that like, you know, occurred and came to like went to term and like had children because the actual likelihood I feel like of like having sex and actually having a full healthy child mm-hmm. are like, not actually it's not like a hundred percent chance your chance yeah. is actually slimmer than that yeah so I don't know I'm I'm mystified by the <laughs> sheer coincidence of all three of them ending up pregnant yes I agree and how he feels about that or if it was intentional like yeah. was he going for this did he say I want three more kids let me well, find some women I know that we have seven but I'm confused I didn't so he has twins with Mariah Carey and then did he, he twins and one other with Mariah Carey right Oh, he has one other? I, I think, think so. Or does he only have twins? I thought it was just I was under the impression he had three children with Mariah Carey. Oh. And that's where you get seven. Because Let's he's having four more. 
Mariah Carey children. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I know a lot about no, no, Mariah Carey's like family structure, but no, she just I was sons. thought she had three. She or was there a woman in, in between? Let's see, Nick Cannon children. Okay, why did only show me the twins? Because oh, he seven. only has six. I'm wrong. He has six. And then is this going to be his seventh? This will okay. be his sixth. Oh no, this will be his seventh, because on July June twenty first was when became he became a father of six, and I'm pretty sure there's one more on the way. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So he must have had someone between when yes. he had twins with Mariah Carey and this recent sort of strange. Um, little tour yeah <laughs> this horde of canon children <laughs> how is he going to be a new father to four children at the same time i know also that'll be very strange for them growing up to have half brothers and sisters who are exactly the same age as them that's true you know it's, like i feel like you, you one tree hill yeah that is <laughs> yeah Someone the, gets- he's he's that he's the horrible guy that sells the cars nathan's dad yes. whose name i can't yes. remember He's that guy. Um, <laughs> someone get James Lafferty and Chad Michael Murray in here. Revive, revive the a little. Raven. Yeah, we could do it. We could do so it. And the last sort of fun, or no, the second to last funny mm-hmm. piece of information um, from this week is that obviously we know J Lo and and A Rod broke up after two years together. She, we're obsessed with Benifer on Benifer. this podcast. We talk about it every week. But they broke up and then she, J-Lo, began dating Ben Affleck, who recently broke up with Anna Darmus after his divorce from Jennifer Garner. So we have Benifer, who who dated a very long time ago mm-hmm. in the early 2000s, but they're back. But now A-Rod is, was spotted dating one of Ben Affleck's ex-girlfriends. Lindsay uh, so They're like all, they're in like a love tr- square, basically. <laughs> I would love for them to go on a double date. I agree. I think the sheer amount of tension could be a TV special. Yes. It, I don't, I don't know. It's, I just, is the dating world that small that you would want to date your ex's new person's ex? You know, and like, do you discuss that with them? Is A-Rod like, so funny that uh, you dated Ben Affleck. My uh, ex is dating him. <laughs> or is you know, it purposeful? Like, is that how they met? I just have a lot of questions and I just feel like the dating pool for me is big enough to not date my ex's new person's ex. Well, it's giving me bachelor vibes. Like it does. It does. It has bachelor nation vibes. You just date within of, the show. But at least on Bachelor Nation, like yeah, they're exes, but like there were exes in the context of a show. Like That's that true. person has like 45 exes, you know? So it's like, a little bit harder to avoid. <laughs> I don't know. The other dating news is that John Mulaney and Olivia Munn were spotted out for the first time. They were having lunch. I, I was about I to say refuse, I refuse to engage. Mm-mm. I don't want to, I can't. It makes me Mm-mm. upset, sad, mm-hmm. un, uncomfortable, and I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So I'm just going to ignore it. I'm going to act like I never heard. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, it's not my problem. <sighs> and the final thing was this week, and a little bit more of a serious note, is that this week, Britney Spears delivered her testimony about her conservator, conservatorship. Why can I not say this word? It's the word that I only know because of Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> conservatorship. Conservatorship. To the court. Um, she's currently in a trial. Trying, 
trying to get out of her um, her conservatorship with it, that her father, I believe, has control over like pretty much every aspect of her life, including her money. And as revealed in her her statement that she released to the public, like Maeve said, um, over her like literal child bearing her abilities, her birth control. Um, I think crazy, Mm -hmm. crazy because it's been happening under all of our noses for so long. Or like we knew she was, I remember knowing she was in a conservatorship maybe like a year ago. Yeah. A, not really understanding what that meant and B thinking like, I guess that sucks. And like, really not (laughs) having any great understanding of like, yeah. What that means to her and like, yeah. And I also, also freaking Justin Timberlake releasing a statement. that's like, we have to support Brittany. I'm like, shut up, shut up. Like, I don't want to, no, I don't need to hear your opinions. Aguilera also released a statement, but they were on the, the Mickey Mouse Club together. So yeah, they sort of came up at that same time and had that sort of same, she's not like someone who already did Brittany wrong as far as I know. Right. Well, so did Justin Timberlake. Did you know it was... Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling, Britney Spears, and Christina Aguilera were like the four child stars on the Mickey Mouse Club in like the 80s. I didn't know that. I, didn't know that. I wasn't alive. <laughs> Me neither. Why do I know that? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I do know that Selena Gomez was also on the Mickey Mouse Club. No, she was on Barney. Oh, same thing. I mean, it's not the same thing, but like the same energy. <laughs> yeah, Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato were on Barney. <laughs> yeah. So my takeaways from the free Britney thing is free Britney but also <laughs> like if you're not Britney Spears and you're stuck in a conservatorship and you're not getting press about it there I mean there are conservatorships are real things that yeah. real people go through and we can see that someone in the public eye went through this and we were all like oh damn like how many people are going through it that aren't Britney Spears caliber fame who and don't have that kind of support and resources like from the wider the general public and are like suffering under their conservatorships, you know? Right. Like that was something that like, I didn't even think about until all of this has happened. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I don't really know. You kind of said it. It's like, <laughs> it, it, it was a long testimony and I read some of it, but it's really sad. And it's yeah. like all the details that, cause well, it's crazy because it's stuff that people, some stuff she revealed people had speculated but then actually hear her say it. Like, I feel like she's always been, I don't, I've never been a huge Britney Spears fan. Like I just didn't grow up at the time where she was at her peak in like the early thousands. Like I wasn't listening to that kind of music then. So, but I, you always hear like the rumblings of what had happened and stuff, but then for her to say things that people were talking about that were actually true is crazy Mm -hmm. because she, it feels like she's not one to ever talk about that. Yeah, I I realized reading her testimony, I was like, I don't know that I've ever seen or heard or like read something Britney Spears wrote. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen her given a speech. Like, I've never seen her in an interview. I have like very little understanding of like True. anything about it. I've and never I don't seen know her if that's her. just a personal, like, I just haven't watched <laughs> her interviews or like, I know that she hasn't done nearly as much press mm-hmm. in the last, in our lifespan. Yeah. Or at least in our sort of conscious lifespan um and since like the 2010s but yeah we you know so many other celebrities like voices you could recognize and i don't know that i would recognize britney spears no. well iggy azalea speaking of press um i think part of the reason is because she wasn't allowed to press and iggy azalea the two of them released a song i think in 2015 and 
um, that it didn't gain traction really. Like people had listened to it, but it didn't hit the top 10 or yeah. one or anything because it's not like, Oh yeah, that song. Like I have no right. idea what song that is. Yeah. She was allowed, Brittany wasn't allowed to do press and Iggy Azalea at the time, I think tweeted something and people took it as shade towards Britney Spears, but it was Iggy Azalea being like, no, like it was shade towards the, her situation, but nobody knew yeah. about it. Yeah. So Iggy Azalea came out a couple of days ago and was like, do you guys believe me now? She was like, at the time I was kind of standing with her. We just didn't know. Yeah. The magnitude. Yeah. Yikes. The whole thing is yikes. And when do, I have no idea how this works. Like, when are we going to know if she got out a bit? I don't know. Like, what is happening? I don't know. Okay. Side note, her name, so her dad's name is Jamie. Her sister's name is Jamie. Her sister's husband's name is Jamie. That's why there's so many Jamie Spears. I keep getting confused. Yes. So Jamie Lynn is his, his, her sister. Is Zoe 101. Is her dad. Jamie Spears. Oh my God. Really? What? Jamie Lynn Spears is Zoe 101. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That was a connection I had never made. <laughs> you learn something new every single day. Well, I'm not going to be able to watch Zoe 101 anymore. Not that I really watched it, but Jamie Lynn sucks, and so now I really can't watch it. Oh gosh, I think their mom might be named like a J name too. Now wait, let me. Look and the it mom's up. not really implicated in any of this, right? I don't mostly dad. It seems like it's the dad and the sis. Oh, wait, this. <laughs> the mom's name is Lynn, so Jamie Lynn oh, is. Oh my god! This is why when I read them, I don't understand because they all have the same freaking name. <laughs> is Britney Spears' his real name Britney? I think so, yeah. Okay. Brittany Jean oh, Some iteration of Jamie, Jamie Lynn. No. Oh my gosh. Well, she has a brother too. Oh, she's a brother, Brian. What? You, again, you learn two things new every day. Well, all right. I think that's all we have for today, folks. Thank you guys um, thank for you listening. Again, if you have any ideas for what our outro should be, other than just being like, bye. We need an outro. Um, bye. <laughs> Please let us know. Yeah. All right. Bye. See you guys next week. <laughs>